My name is David J. Harris, Jr. Join me and millions of Americans around the country as we embrace liberty and freedom. This is the David J. Harris, Jr. Show. Friends, family from around the country and around the world, um, my episode today is going to highlight, obviously, the absolute chaos that's going on in Afghanistan right now. My guest, I shared his video on Instagram. Um, he's a good friend of mine. He's somebody that spent a lot of time, actually over 20 years in Afghanistan, trying to serve the community community there, trying to uh, wake people up to the goodness of who Jesus is, Yeshua is, not trying to preach religion to people, but literally this man goes into these areas that have been ISIS-ridden, that have been Taliban-ridden, that, uh, uh, that he's just trying to get people to wake up and, and, and understand how good God is. And when that happens, whether you're a believer or not, when that happens for people, they should become, uh, if it's a true encounter with Yeshua, they become a better person. They're not filled with hate anymore. They're filled with love and compassion for others. And that is what's needed right now to stop what's taking place in Afghanistan. His ministry, RobbieDawkins.com, that's D-A-W-K-I-N-S. I'll make sure you get that in the description, RobbieDawkins.com. And his, his ministry, uh, International Life Corp., has been going in for over 20 years to Afghanistan, helping women there, helping children there, res- doing rescue missions there, and building the underground church because religious persecution is, is a, uh, a massive thing there and in a lot of parts of the Middle East. Um, so he's got a network of thousands of individuals that he's maybe even tens of thousands. I'll let him share that. But I know at least 100 leaders that are currently in Afghanistan that are fearing for their lives. And even more more importantly, more so for them, they're fearing for the lives of the women and the children there. Uh, please, if you have not already hit the share button, this message and what Robbie has to share needs to be heard by as many in the country as possible and around the world. But uh Without further ado, my special guest and my very good friend, Robbie Dawkins. Robbie, so good to have you on with me today, brother. How how are you doing? I know you hardly probably hardly have any sleep. I shared your video a couple of days ago. You seemed pretty distraught. You were heartbroken. You were almost in tears as as the messages from friends of yours, people in Afghanistan, are were pouring into you, uh, sharing their story, sharing what's going on currently on the ground. We're not hearing this on the mainstream media. And a lot of the mainstream media, they don't want us to hear this kind of stuff. They want to they have a narrative that they want us to believe about what's actually taking place. But, Robbie, tell us uh, what's the last 72 hours been for you uh, in some of these messages that you're getting? What's going on? Well, I mean, it's uh, a plea for help, a plea for um, just uh, for, you know, help us pray for us. Uh you know the the Af- the church in Afghanistan has been growing at a shocking rate. Uh, Iran, the church in Iran, the Church of Jesus Christ in Iran is the fastest growing church on the planet. It's bypassed China now. Uh, the second fastest is Afghanistan, and uh, it's no wonder that this is happening with Satan's plot against the country and against the Church of Jesus Christ there, and trying to come against it. Um, and so it's it's not surprising. But what uh, what has been 
so heart-wrenching and, and gut-wrenching, you know, is the messages. Uh, I, I, as far as Saturday uh, night, uh, throughout, uh, over the past several weeks, uh, I've, I've been talking to uh, my guys there and, and guys that I'm in network with there uh, and just been hearing their pleas and cries for help and, and uh, just asking, uh, should we leave the country? The biggest concern right now is they want to get their uh, the women and the female children basically out of the country immediately. Um, the Taliban. Why is that the number one important thing for them? Thank you. Yes. The, the thing is, is that the Taliban before in the 90s, they would come through and any Christians that they would find, any women that they would find, they would rape them. Uh, they consider, of course, Christians infidels. And so uh, the infidel, there's there's no real penalty uh, of doing things bad to the infidel. Uh, a matter of fact, you're praised in Islam uh, for doing bad things and horrible things to the infidel. And so Christians are at the top of the infidel list. And so uh, because of that, uh, they were trying to get their wives and female children out. Uh, several months ago, uh, David, I, I don't know if you know, but they, the Taliban came through in a school in Kabul, and it was a primarily a girls' school, and they killed 87 uh, females, uh, mostly students, female students. And so uh, this this ridiculous, uh, I'm, I'm sorry, it angers me, this communication of, of these Taliban leaders uh, that, are, that are coming out of Doha and, and now from Kabul saying that they will encourage and, and not punish anybody for female education. I'm telling you now, it is a lie. They are lying. They are deceptive. And all of these governments that are working with the Taliban as a new government in Afghanistan are working for the diminishing and the annihilation of, first of all, it's Christian population, but also against the women there. And so it is it is just disturbing and as to what is happening. But so that's the main thing. Many of the men want to get out, too, mainly to see to it that their wives and daughters and uh, mothers are safe. Uh, but then the, it, all of them have told me, we want to come back. We want to continue the work that we're seeing happen in Afghanistan, um, because ultimately we know, you know, David, and you know this, as, as much as governments, uh, and, and I, I'm very irritated with our government and what is happening with this administration and what, what is not happening, actually, um, with what they're doing, uh, is, is at the height but man, the the church and and the the church that Jesus builds is the solution and is the transforming power that will take place and that will bring uh, change to the nation. But um, of course, that is the thing that is being taken out. Uh, the Taliban will kill all Christians. Um, they will they will do it immediately, just like ISIS did, and the Taliban so, did for them. So one thing you said is that it's been boiling. It's been reaching a boiling point. So it's for weeks. This didn't happen overnight. No. It's been weeks that your leaders and your people you're in communication with there in Afghanistan have been very worried about the direction that Biden, the Biden administration was taking and in, in how they were going to just completely pull out, which we've got to say this because people need to understand the mainstream media. I've seen them already trying to twist the narrative and say, oh, well, Biden was just doing what Trump, the plan Trump had already laid out. They're trying to twist it. Uh, they're trying to I, I wouldn't be surprised if Biden actually says it as well, if he takes that approach. But the mainstream media is trying to twist it for one. Name one thing that Biden has done that was actually Trump's plan. He's been doing the opposite. 
of everything that Trump laid out. He it's hasn't been doing anything that Trump laid out. So for this one instance, does for him to try to say, or anybody in mainstream media to say that, oh, Biden was just following Trump's plan, absolute hogwash, total BS, uh, not the truth, doesn't even make sense, but speak to it. What have you been hearing? What, what were you hearing for weeks now that was uh, making the people that you're connected with there in Afghanistan uh, very concerned about what they saw coming? Well, they were hearing that that there was going to, you know, when 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 Biden had made this, the comment that there would not be a takeover like with Saigon, uh, what had taken place in Vietnam in 1975, saying that that would not happen, that there wasn't going to be anything like that. Um, I mean, they were sitting there going, he doesn't know the Taliban and he's not informed. He's not he's not up with what how they operate, how they do things. And I mean, the, a lot of messages that I'm getting from them, even just a few minutes ago before we came on here, uh, of, of saying how that the, they, they believe that the Taliban had bribed uh, the Afghan military because they had not been paid for six months. Let me be clear. They had not been paid, David, for six months because the Trump administration was paying the police and the government officials and they were paying all of the Afghan military to make sure they were doing their job and staying on board. And I mean, he was it was a brilliant plan. What he had, we were not seeing this kind of chaos happen in Afghanistan until uh, the the election until the inauguration had taken place and then all hell broke loose. It actually broke loose a little bit in December, but by then they knew, of course, the November, you know, election results. And so all of a sudden, all hell broke loose. So the, 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 the people on the ground were going, this is bad because they knew what the Taliban would do. So when the Taliban came in and saying, we'll give you money, now what the Afghans are asking me is, where, where, where did they get all this money from? And where is that coming from? And, you know, was it somehow, you know, some under table thing that they were getting? Like, of course, what had happened, you know, they were they were wondering if uh, what had happened with Iran, with uh, Obama, you know, promising five hundred million dollars. Of course, they're having flashbacks of that. And that's not that's, you know, to stop and to think that's just a conspiracy. I'm sorry. That's what our government did with the Iranian regime. Why wouldn't yeah. they do it again with with you know, a regime that they suspect could take over. And the way that our- And you're, refer and you're referring to the pallets of cash, right? <laughs> yes. Pallets yes. of cash, literally, the Obama administration caught sending pallets, a pallet of cash in the middle of the night. Uh, they, they got caught. So yeah, what's to yes. make them think that the that under that Biden is Obama 2.0, if you can even exactly. give him credit for that much. I, I think he's just, you know, Obama's pulling the strings, maybe Sora, who, who knows. But what's to make them think that this administration wouldn't do that? Which literally, if you look at what took place, what's taking place. And that makes sense if the military in Afghanistan wasn't being compensated and the Taliban comes in and says, hey, we'll pay you and bribe you yeah. because we're going to take over. Why? It's a it's their fear for their life anyway. Yes. And of course, the whole thing, you know, that this. With sitting there and saying even that the what Trump was doing was inviting the Taliban to the table when they were when they were uh, saying that they were gonna, he was going to invite them to uh, Camp David and have a meeting with them and saying that the government you know that he was excluding the Afghan government. Everybody needs to realize the Afghan government was on the payroll by the U.S. government. Now that is above board. 
you know, pallets of cash. This is under hand, under the table. This is a different yeah, form of operation. Totally Let's be clear about that. And so what it, what was happening is, is it, it and not if you, anybody who re- watches the movie Lone Survivor or if there's several movies out that, sh- that give a good picture of Afghan culture, just a little bit of it, but it does give a, a picture of Afghan culture, for them to have invited them to the table would have put the Taliban meeting at risk. And so it was actually a brilliant decision not to invite them because they would they were not in agreement. But he was going to make them. There was discussions, I should say, to be clear, um, that he was going to make them another party, which would have to be elected in, which would be, again, something above board. So everything the Trump administration was dealing with with Afghanistan that I saw that I've heard and that I've heard from guys on the ground there was all above board type relations and and handling things above board. What is happening now is they've got the rug pulled out from under them. And and I, I assure you that there was no calling of the Afghan government to the table and having a discussion with them by the Biden administration, um, you know, uh, regarding that. So talk about dishonoring a government. Don't point fingers at Trump, point fingers at Biden, because that's what's going on here. He's throwing all of their translators. I got an email request by one of the translators begging to save his life. You know, begging for me, you know, help me because they left me stranded at the airport. They've abandoned me here and left left him stranded there uh, for him to die. This is a guy who put his life on the line for taking the job, David. And so this is just absolutely ridiculous what is taking place and what is happening and the way that they're handling it is is just deplorable and and you got to realize with the church of uh, the Afghan church and the believers that are there you're throwing all of them into the fire they are being thrown into the fire and 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 it, it will now I believe with my whole heart we will see something transform in this, but I don't think it's going to be honestly by the military or by any sort of other action because right now it, it's it's got to be a supernatural one and we believe in supernatural power. But yes. what has happened is, is we have set this thing up to be one of the most desperate crises, crises uh, to take place. Uh, and throwing these people just to the wolves. It's absolutely deplorable what has taken place. And they're not stepping up to, in the defense of them, even their own employees, even people that were being uh, employed by the government uh, for, uh, for translation and other things. You saw all those guys abandoned at the airport. Now, a lot of people broke through those fences and were at the airport. Um, but, but that is what, you, but many of them were left and abandoned. And, and I'm getting so many emails and, and uh, communication from people pleading for help, you know, because they don't know how to get out. The, another thing, David, if I can bring up, there's a food, there's a food shortage. And what the Taliban did last time and what they're threatening to do this time is anybody who is not on their list. When they stepped in, they took over the uh, secret police. What they do immediately is take over the secret police uh, uh, headquarters in each region. And they get all their files, all their information. And, of course, a lot of the secret police uh, were observing Christians and things like that and other religious groups. And those will be the first people that will be persecuted. And so one of the things that is happening right now is their food supply. There, there's, there was plenty of food up until February. Uh, but all of a sudden, the food supply now has gone short and they will not be issued food. We saw this happen in Pakistan with COVID. We sent uh uh, tens of thousands of dollars to Pakistan as relief because Christians weren't being given food that was being distributed by the government. 
Now, thank God, you know, we were able to send some, uh, you know, rice and lentils and oil to them uh, to help them out. But the same thing, we've already, we are, our organization with International Life Corps, my ministry, we already sent 40,000 just to help, uh, you know, with getting some of the key leaders trying to get them out of the country. And then also with some uh, trying to get them uh, food, you know, for them to buy food for the Christians in the community. But it's a desperate situation. And, and it's and it's it's at the height. And I was just watching a report even on CNN, which so surprised me that the guy they brought on to interview was actually blasting the Biden administration and saying how that uh, they were uh, totally that he said they're saying this is not a parallel to Saigon. And he goes, it's it isn't a parallel at all. It's worse. And he said it's worse because the way that it's been handled, the lack of communication that's been done, the way that the people have been, at least majority of the interpreters and translators were able to get out. At some point, they were able to get them out. With these, they just completely abandoned them and left them there. And so it's just so many things that are happening. I, I We don't have time to cover on all of this show, but uh, man, it's, it's, it's bad. If you're a praying person, pray now. Uh, pray, pray for these people. They're in desperate, dire need, and and uh, and we need to do whatever we can to help. And that's you know that's what we're trying to do. You talked about the head of the uh, 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 the Afghan. I think it's like the secret police have a list. Uh, I know you're on that list. I know yes. a lot of your leaders are on that list. I want to I want to have you get into that in a minute. Um, I got to do a quick word from today's sponsor because that's how I get things done around here. Friends, if you love the uh, show that I bring you, the guests that I bring you, if you love me trying to bring you the truth, one of the best ways you can support me is by doing something for yourself. Get over to MyPillow.com. My good friend, Mike Lindell, patriot, loves this country, is still fighting for truth and justice over the last election. Um, he's got uh, he's given the best discounts possible on his website with you use the code TRUMP2020. He believes it's not over. He believes this is the best we ever had right here. And he believes, and I do, that he's going to be coming back uh, hopefully sooner than, than even 2024. We're, we're praying for that as well. But find something nice. Spend some time over there at MyPillow.com. He's got over 100 products, amazing products. I love every single one of them. I love his new mattress. I just got that. If you need a mattress or a mattress topper, get it. You'll love it. Use the code TRUMP2020 for the best discounts over at MyPillow.com, and Mike will know that you heard it here. All right, Robbie, this list. Tell me about this agency that was one of the first things the Taliban went in and took over and what's inside that facility? Well, it's the secret police, um, you know, which is sort of their version of like the CIA. Um, it's, it's really kind of modeled more because of the Russian influence uh, there with the war there with Russia uh, as more modeled after the KGB in many ways. Uh, I've been taken uh, by the secret police. Uh, I was, I was taken to their, uh, one of their facilities can't say the name of the city because I don't want to put anybody in jeopardy. Um, but uh, pretty much once you go there, you're never heard from again. And, um, and you were and taken so, there. Yes. And they, they, they torture there. They, they, they do horrible things. Um, I was um, arrested at the airport and, and uh, was uh, confined, uh, put into a metal container uh, shipping container. Then it was freezing. It was, this was back in January. It was 17 degrees um, just outside and inside this metal shipping container, it was even colder, um, wasn't given water. Um, and you know, I was basically, uh, held for, uh, over 40 hours or, or kept, you know, over 40 hours. And, um, I mean, it should have, 
we should have died there. And they were threatening, you know, that that would that that would happen. Um, but um, so the first thing that they did that they did that I was hearing from uh, our guys there was that they immediately go in. They went into the secret police. They, they took all their files, all their information. The secret police pretty much just abandoned it. Um, and so they left them, uh, you know, all of that information. There are majority Christians that are on those lists, um, you know, again, you know, because I've been arrested by them. I, I'm on the list. I'm, I'm on actually a couple of uh, hit lists, Islamic hit lists already. But, um, but anyway, uh, it's just information that they bring in and, and that they, uh, you know, they bring people in. It's a fear-based uh, you know, sort of uh, way of operating and to get information from you. They terrify you. They torture you. All of these things. And so uh, the Taliban you got, person, you got out unscathed? Man, by the grace of God, I'm telling you what, had, had it, had, <laughs> thank God I, the, the, the Trump administration employees at the U.S. Embassy were, were in charge um, because mm. Had it been the, the, the basically the lady told me on the phone had it been a, a few weeks later that I probably would not they probably would have done nothing. Um, so are you saying that was January of this year? Yeah, January of this year. I was wow. finally released uh, January 25th. Um, I went um, on in in uh, earlier on the 15th. Uh, and so I was there and, uh, David, what I do just I mean, so just so people know, is I train the underground church. And, and how to reach uh, the community and share the love of Jesus Christ to bring healing to people, um, teach them how to pray for people, teach them how to hear words from God for people. Basically, all the things that are in the book of Acts and the Bible, uh, I teach and train them on how to do that. I've been training the, the Iranian church uh, for as long, a little bit longer, actually, than even the Afghan church. Uh, but I do this throughout the Muslim world uh, and through several other closed countries. But and I want to give a shout out before you go any further, friends. If you don't think that 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 God still does the stuff that you read about, if you're reading the Bible, if you haven't, go read the Book of Acts, and you'll see the miracles that took place, not by Jesus Himself, but by His disciples yeah. who walked in that same power that God showed up, and miracles happen. When you read in the Book of Acts of miracles taking place, of bodies being healed, of words of knowledge for for ailments for people. Uh, Robbie walks in that and you want proof of that. Just spend some time on his, on his Instagram, on his, uh, I, I, you probably posted on Facebook as well, but Robbie yeah. Dawkins, D-A-W-K-I-N-S. Robbie with a Y. Robbie with a Y. Yeah. R-O-B-B-Y <laughs> Dawkins. Go read some, go watch some of the videos he posts of, uh, just meeting people. He could be at dinner at different places. He's been in, in the middle East and prayed for people. And literally it's like, you want to see somebody wake up to the goodness of God. Let them get healed of something that's been ailing them for, for months or years or maybe something they were born with. Watch God touch their life and literally heal their body, and they have no more doubt that he is real. And then there's Robbie or his team to say to just share, this is Jesus. This is who he is. He loves his kids, and he loves to reveal himself. Spend some time on Robbie's page. If you're not already following him, please follow him, and you'll see what please. he's talking about. But I can attest. I know 100% that Robbie is telling the truth. I've seen it with my own eyes. I've seen God do that. I've seen God heal people. He's healed one of my best friends that had uh, lung cancer, had three different spots in his lungs. Doctors said it was inoperable. He went and got prayer. Next time he went in, they had shrunk 50%. Uh, next time he went in, one of them was gone. The other two had shrunk more. This was, gosh, eight, eight nine years ago this took place. 
never had any surgery. God totally healed him, healed him. I'm telling you, the God of the Bible, the God of miracles is alive and he still does it. And he works through individuals that have a yielded heart and that say yes to him. And Robbie is one of those individuals. And he's that's what he's talking about. He goes in and he teaches the, the individuals there in Afghanistan, in the Middle East, anywhere. He teaches them how to walk in that because that's one of the quickest ways to bring a revelation of God's goodness to another person is so when they true. get healed. David, can I just say, you know, the thing that's so important for people to realize, too, throughout Afghanistan, uh, and I've been in, in many of the major cities, I've been in three of the major cities, and then in smaller places outside of that, uh, they, 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 they don't like the Taliban. They, they, mm. they, and they are angry, and some people may not like this watching this, but it's true, and I've got so many messages from people. They do not like this radical Islam. They're angry at it. They're upset about it. The Kabul University students were coming to Christ in droves, accepting Jesus as God and following him as God. You know, I go there wearing T-shirts like this and say, Jesus is God. I'll go out in the streets, in the market. I mean, I got arrested for, you know, from their perspective for a good reason, because I'm saying things that they'll kill you for, you know. But the thing of it is, is people were, uh, David, I didn't have to beg people. I didn't have to persuade them. People wanted to be healed. People wanted to experience. They were feeling God's power and presence just as we were talking. They were feeling the reality of Jesus Christ. People, it was not hard to get people to listen. The general population, and I'm saying this because I get so many emails and so many comments from people on my social media saying, leave those Muslims alone. They have a God. They have their – you don't understand. They are leaving in droves. Iran, I'm telling you now. And I don't care what kind of punishment this will <laughs> take, will affect me with 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 radical Islam Islamists. But listen to me: the 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 the, the uh, mosques in Iran are empty. The only people that go are the people that are that are a part uh, employed by the government or by the police or something like that that have some sort of official position, and they only do that because they are required to by the Ayatollahs. They are the only people wow. that come. You do not see the mosques are empty. They are not interested in what they are seeing happen. They are asking questions about Jesus. They are asking questions about the gospel of Jesus Christ. And that is happening again throughout. I've been on the Kabul campus, the, the University of Kabul, m- many times. And I'm telling you right now, many students, they want to stop. They want to ask you, tell me about Jesus. Tell me, what do you know? I, I, I'm interested. I want to hear now, this. Let me ask. Let me ask you this. Are they asking because they're interested or do you think I'm sure you can't know for every single encounter, but do you think that people are hearing about miracles that are taking place? Yes. And that's, what's, that's what's adding the 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 insight, the intrigue to then want to know about Jesus. 